This is RAF with Tony Tone and LA. <laughs> Is your boy LA, aka the Lou Ambassador, coming to you straight live and direct from the Jungle Studios. Alright, okay, got that out of the system. This shit's going down today. This is going to be a fucking crazy podcast. Because I was wondering the other day, I've got to come clean. Whatever happened to the good old fashioned slaps? That's right, the slaps! Whatever happened to them? Whatever happened going to the bar, being a nice girl, being like, yo, what's up, baby, you good? Chat, 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 take home, rock the cabs bar and get it on. Yeah. Well, let me have a beer and sit down for some incredible news. There's actually a... Well, shit, the beer is frothing all over the table next to the laptop. Anyway, emergency procedures for a moment while cleaning it up. Turns out that there is actually a sex recession going on. Yes, that is correct. There is a sex recession going on. Basically, millennials, despite what everyone's thinking about them having promiscuous sex everywhere, is the exact opposite. In fact, it's a massive, massive drop. Uh, essentially, people aren't rooting anymore. So that's going to be interesting for future populations. What, when, and how, you ask? Well, lock in, baby. You're about to find out. Right. Okay. Stats. Folks in their early 20s are two and a half times more likely to abstain from sex than Generation X's were at the same age, and much less than the sex, drugs, and rock and roll of the baby boomers. This can be attributed to uh, solo sex, being masturbation, helicopter parents, a lack of social skills, libido-dimming medication, fear of pregnancy, and STDs. High school students, through most statistics done in the States, are on a drastic reduction of those having sex. Also, 60% of adults under 35 are now live without a spouse or a partner. In Japan, 43% of young people aged 18 to 34 are virgins. <laughs> wow. Oh, konnichiwa, bitches. And married couples are 47% more basically married couples 47 percent of them are not having sex every month well that's just marriage around the world i mean quite frankly from what i'm hearing it's the biggest cop block in history but surprisingly everyone's like oh you got to get married you got to get married it's like oh yeah well kind of makes sense now you got no excuse because <laughs> not going to have sex anyway according to the statistics let's look it into a further parental pressure all right so Unless you've been living under a rock, uh, around sort of 2007, 2008, we hit what was known as the global financial crisis, plummeting the world into essentially financial anarchy. Uh, I have a finance degree of all things, uh, and the systems literally shut down. Governments sort of intervened. Now, from that, the parents that were raising their young kids at the time 
was actually, interestingly enough, as a side story, what happened to me as a child, I was born 86, and then in 89 to early 90s, there was a massive recession in Australia. Uh, and my father's in construction, and I actually thought that my dad played golf for a living because at the time he didn't work. And then when he <laughs> got a job, he actually built a golf driving range. So the stress of his, his, what he experienced during that time was what actually pushed me into finance in the hope that there was going to be further work instead of being construction. And then when the global financial crisis hit, obviously I was like, <laughs> yeah, thanks, Pops. But, you know, it's, it's all love. But this is kind of building on like a generational thing of how the parents, the, the parents, well, I guess the, the millennials' grandparents try to steer their kids into one direction. And then the kids who have now become parents are trying to steer the millennials into a, a further direction to get jobs and education. The problem is, is that uh, with an economic crisis and overparenting and fear of education and jobs and what's going to happen in the future, because Western society is getting out of manufacturing, etc., etc., the kids are becoming kind of not only stressed, but also working and working longer hours. So whilst Australians have the opinion, I guess, that they're slackers and easygoing, their personality might be they actually work in terms of hours, some of the longest in the world. What's happening uh, is I even know myself because I work long hours a day and sometimes you get home, you're exhausted, you don't really want to knock boots. Well, that's a lie I do because <laughs> I'm the love ambassador, but the majority of other people probably wouldn't in the same situation. Uh, and that's affecting the sex life of young of young sort of millennials coming through because the the work hours and the pressures are on. And then also because um, of the advent of sort of social media and, and everything being online, parents are more, and rightly so, really closely monitoring what the kids are doing because you kind of got, you know, more access to nut jobs around the world and shit going on that can turn your, your kids' minds into some pretty whack areas. So kids are growing up in a more uh, open way and access to sort of their phones and things they can see around the world, but parenting is becoming more stricter. Uh, so what you're essentially having is um, a bit of a worry, worry wart, so to speak. Now, this is also interesting because what we're seeing is uh, the rise of depression and anxiety amongst sort of 18 to 30 year olds uh, and what's also happening is the rise of medication to deal with it. Uh, I think in Australia statistically it's like one out of five people suffer from depression uh, and then anxiety is kind of hard to, to gauge but I guess probably you know significant numbers as well and the medication that people are being put on for it is also lowering their libido so libido being sex drive. So a mix of overparenting leading to kind of more stress, leading to more mental anxiety, and then the medication that they're going is also lowering it as well. Uh, digital, digital, digital distractions, uh, obviously social media plays a role, uh, and the sleep deprivation is actually tied in a way to, you know, your work, you, you, you're tired trying to sort of calm down, but also the fact that a lot of people are on their phones all the time that... Uh, it's actually making them sleep less. It's also leading to negative body images, which has kind of always been around, but it was once through printed media of magazines and watching catwalks and TV. But now, I mean, uh, 
in particular with uh, I was having this discussion with a friend actually just yesterday where the whole IG it's just models with big ass and big titties just shaking everything and so I guess for women like that are looking at it trying to think that they should be naturally born like the Kardashians which is all whilst a bit of genetics is all kind of modified through you know extra add-ons uh you know they're not the base model of car there's been a lot of extras added onto it um, and also with a lot of the models that have sort of multi-million followers that people are, I guess, what are they called? Literally influencers, not just influenced by. Um, it, it's really causing, uh, yeah, people are like, well, I don't look like the people that have two million followers, therefore I'm not perfect, which you've got to realise after all the filters and all the... <laughs> You know, plastic surgery and everything like that, that's not normal, you know. Uh, and there should really there should really be an appreciation of of your own body. Uh, there can always be elements through, you know, gym or working out or diet or whatever that you can change it, but there has to you when they say you love yourself, I mean that's a very big part of feeling sexual, you know, of being comfortable with your own self and your own being. Uh, dating apps. So you talk to people, let's say in their, their mid forties or older, they're like, Oh man, I, I wish I had it. You guys got so easy. Like all oh, these Tinders. And even for me, like I do a lot of entertaining, right? For, for my work. And you literally go and get Tinder out, uh, with clients. And you know, these guys in their mid forties, for example, and they'll sit down on your Tinder profile and just flick through chicks. Yes or no. Um, you know, because it's, for them it's like a kind of fun and they vicariously live through you and there's a perception that Tinder is everyone's hooking up on it. But the statistics actually speak a little bit differently. So Tinder, they reckon you have to do 60 swipes. So a swipe being one person, right? You've got to go through 60 people to get one match and then once you get that one match, it's even harder to start a conversation, right? Now, you can, I, I, I have used Tinder <laughs> and Bumble extensively and it really does work, but it is most definitely a patient game. And I think probably, uh, if I'm being frank, I'm probably more successful overseas. Uh, and it comes back to what people were saying before, because I'm so busy with work and studying, you know, other things like my music and podcast and whatever, that it also becomes a time thing. So the dating apps, like people are now finding out, is actually uh, <laughs> not that it's all hyped up for, unless you're like some absolute exquisite, naturally born model that's aesthetically pleasing. And I'm a little bit of a punter. I mean, I'm not that bad looking, right? I'm a horn, but I'm a punter. And uh, so, yes, yeah, so that therefore makes it very difficult. And then because people now, it's such a... People have lost the art of conversation that what's happening in terms of uh, sexuality and people like hooking in is that very few people know how to gauge that and then how to how to sort of go go through with it to that next level. And it becomes, even for me, like I did a podcast on saying something sexual without saying it, you know. The straight words are gone of which the older generations used to once have. So dating apps aren't really working. 
there was a big uh, study done on American college and campus campuses well, campus life. Traditionally, in uni is where people are sort of hooking up all the time, so to speak. And that's <laughs> where I did my best work. <laughs> oh, God. That's a story for another day. That's where I got my representative, the love ambassador. Uh, but nowadays, it's completely different. I mean, you know, when I was when I was at uni, you'd have a class in the morning, you'd go sleep with a girl in the afternoon, you'd have a class in the evening, you'd recharge, and then you'd go back out and have another <laughs> another session in the evening. Um, but now with the hookup culture on American campus slash college, 33% are abstainers, meaning they don't have sex. Uh, 35% are dabblers, which would mean like odd odd occasion. Uh, that's kind of more like, you know, you, you really take your time with who you're liking on the odd occasion, you, you'll sleep with them. 23% are enthusiasts. They're, uh, they're the glorious sluts. And I think sluts is not a derogative word, by the way. When I say sluts, I think it's more like the person is so completely sexually liberated that they can just choose and do what they want. And let's face it, for both men and for women, they're providing an incredible service for those that are... Uh, able to be on the receiving end of it and then so they're also known as enthusiasts to be more polite and then nine percent are in serious relationships what's also interesting is um porn which uh, our porn hub podcast we did was actually <laughs> one of the most popular ones we've had but porn is also really influencing it uh Young young men in particular are having trouble getting uh, aroused and having erections because of what they're seeing pornography. They can't relate to what is, I guess, what you'd call every day. Um, we've actually seen an enormous rise in anal sex. So now the, for people that are 18 to 30, 40% in 2012 in studies are doing anal or tried anal, and that's gone up from about 15, 20% of the early 90s. Uh, also, what's interesting is that Part of the reason why people aren't having sex is because it's either painful or it's a bad experience. Now, drawing on porn, it's because uh, men sort of see like, oh, anal or choking or, or anime or whatever. So no one's teaching them sex education. So they think that's how it's supposed to be. And there's a huge rise in women watching porn as well. So women are watching porn as well. So you've got this situation where the porn industry... Um, which at times can be cool and at times can go to very dark places, is actually teaching a generation of people because no one's having the conversation with them. Uh, and because of that, 30% um, of women uh, are saying that the, the vaginal pain's too much from sex or it's too rough, and 72% that have tried anal are saying that it's, that it's really hurtful. And because of that, they actually don't want to do it again. What's also interesting is that... Um, through research of young men and young women, uh, orgasms are no longer bad to have. So 31% of men now and 11%, only 11% of women are claiming that they have proper orgasms. So what's also happening is when we say that they're just a bunch of master, masturbating millennials, it's actually true. So the masturbation rates of people when they study is going through the roof. So people are basically just opening up Pornhub and, Pornhub and just flogging themselves off like absolute troopers uh, instead of having sex. And it's also, once this is all put together, uh, it's a lifestyle choice. So people are like, oh, I want to 
I want to live my life. I want to live my life too, but who wouldn't want to have a little bit of hanky panky? <laughs> a little bit of knock on the boots. What? So, but that's also what's happening. So there's um, people are more into lifestyle. The parents are pressuring them because the the economy's been bad. You know, the the millennials' grandparents have pressured their parents, and it's like keeps going on like a rolling stone. Uh, social media uh, and pornography is fucking up people's minds in terms of sex and their thoughts and sexuality. Uh, negative body content, again, because now you, where once you'd go and have to look at a magazine or watch TV, now you're flooded every minute of the day with um, what a lot of the times is heavily manipulated images of people. Um, and also the, the dating apps is, uh, yeah, look, I mean, it, it, I'm not saying that it doesn't work, but it's, uh, again, that comes back to a time thing because it works if you can actually sit down there and go through the process of doing it. And then what's also happening is because of everything now for the first generation in particular, because even for me, like, we didn't have smartphones until age at least at least 20, 20 years onwards, probably, if I was to, if I was to take a rough guess. Um, so now people, people, people coming through, like sort of 21, 22 years old now, have completely different concept of social skills. You see that even when you go out. Like people sit at dinner and they just sit at their phones now. It's so fucking weird. No one talks to each other. And that comes into sexuality because people aren't really putting through the wordplay as well. So then it becomes a whole new culture of, you know, knowing emojis, knowing memes, knowing how to DM and everything like that. What's also interesting is um, the fear of STDs and pregnancies. So whilst, the, whilst for example, 20, in, in the American studies they've done, 23% of people aged 18 to 29, so that's nearly uh, one in four people go without sex for a year. Uh, so despite the drastic amount, drastic reduced amount of people <laughs> getting known, STDs are actually through the roof. So in 2016, gonorrhea rose by 67%, syphilis, oh, syphilis, fucking nasty, by 76%, and chlamydia by 21%. Um this is this is covering uh, both um, hetero and homosexual relationships, but but basically across the board, people aren't using protection anymore. So part of the reason why people aren't having sex is because they fear STDs and they fear pregnancy, but then they don't want to put a condom on. And that's actually coming back partly to porno because porn, in pornography they don't use condoms, although they're trying to they're trying to change that in certain areas. So. That's where I kind of don't understand the stupidity. Like, you fear that, but then you don't want to put a condom on. Oh, I'm not going to have sex. It's like, I mean, really? Because <laughs> people love to go raw, but at the same time, is it really? <laughs> is that really an argument? So, yeah, in summary, what we're really seeing is a, a, what people are terming a sex recession. So, whilst... It's, it's fascinating because everyone presumes when they talk to you that, like, people are just rooting each other nonstop because that's what's shown on, on the TV, uh, on, the, on the music videos, uh, on social media, on <laughs> Pornhub, 
on Tinder, on Bumble, on everything. But I'm going to finish it, actually. In the words of Chuck D of Public Enemy, don't believe the hype. <laughs> Nailed it.